Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> he started that in such a weird way. But I'm Rin still. Not weird. Over here, not weird. Well, you know what's been happening the last couple episodes? What? I've been like excited to get into the show. Yeah. And I've been screaming into the microphone. <laughs> like the last, I think it was the last episode, whenever we had Rachel on, I think. Yeah. I screamed into the microphone so much that I had to like put it on a separate track and lower it. I basically had to mute my microphone because I was like, ah, you know. So I'm trying down, to be. Bitch. Yeah. I'm trying to be a little more NPR about my. Language and vocal level. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. I'm always trying to be a little less voluminous, if you know what I'm saying. Mm, yeah. Most of the time that means eat less pizza. Mm. But sometimes that actually means be less loud. Shh, shh, shh. Shh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? I am doing pretty well. Happy to be here with you. I'm drinking out of a Portland pediatric acupuncture. <laughs> Hi. I'm drinking out of a Portland pediatric acupuncture mug. Shameless plug. I think this is the first time I've ever drank on one of these. Oh, oh, cool. Portland Pediatric Acupuncture, for those of you that don't know, is my biz where, if you can't tell from the name, (laughs) I do acupuncture on kids. In Portland. In Portland. It's all in the name. Yep. All in the name. Yeah. And if you haven't been there, fucking go there. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's amazing. I mean, her office is so beautiful. I was, we've both been kind of wondering like if the business fails, maybe we should just do interior design for offices. <laughs> no, it is a beautiful Because you office. did such a beautiful job on it. Yeah. And yeah. Corinne, I'm obviously biased, but Corinne is so good with kiddos. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, I watch the way that you relate to kids and it just, I mean, you know, obviously the point of the show is us trying to have a kid, but it really makes me know that you should be a mama, but it also makes me know that you are in the right profession. Oh, thanks. She's Yeah. I used to that. think you should be a stripper. Mm, yeah, I thought about it for a long short time. Short order cook. Is kind of the, I was did. a short order I know, cook. Yeah. Actually. I was not very good at it. Mm, well. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I am kind of good at cooking is... Tell me. I see them. <laughs> They're right in front of us, folks. Uh-huh. Um... These little quinoa cakes. So little backstory. I know that those of you listening with your ears can't see what we're looking at here, but they're these beautiful little uh, cakes, patties that contain quinoa and a bunch of other really yummy ingredients. Yeah. Maybe we'll just list them all out for you because I, I don't really have exact recipe measurement. Yeah. Um, It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. You'll be okay. Um, but they're super yummy. And one thing that Mikey and I have both been doing lately is thinking about eating a little more of a sort of Mediterranean style mm. diet. Yeah. Which isn't that far off from what we we're already doing, but we do have a well, fair you're amount of... doing, yeah. Y- yeah, that's true. At our house. Yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the worst one in the family on all accounts of like dr- like drinking when I shouldn't be drinking, eating what I shouldn't be eating, <laughs> spending too much money, all the things. I'm terrible. So you're not terrible. You're. But wonderful. then we go to the doctors about like having a baby, and they're like, "Bro, you could like dip your balls in whiskey for a month, and still you can still have a baby." And then they turn to her, and they're like, "You're fucking broken." It's so true. Yeah. I will say we did have a recent interaction with a healthcare mm. provider where she did should not I, say that. I know. Should I do one of the five questions? What was your most recent <laughs> positive uh, experience with a healthcare provider? Yes. Very recently. Um, two days ago. Yeah. Two days ago. Yeah. Um, 
we're kind of getting off on a tangent. I was going to talk know, about talk our about eat those, your feelings. Yeah. Um, no, let's finish. Let's finish the quinoa cakes. I don't know. Do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Feel the flow. All right. I'm, I'm kind of feeling the quinoa cakes. Do it. So yeah. So our eat your feelings snack for today are these really beautiful little quinoa cakes packed with herbs. Yum. Quinoa is a really cool food anyway. Totally. Um, it's not really a grain. It's sort of called a pseudo grain. Mm. Um, but it's loaded with fiber. Right. Uh, Full chain of amino acids, right? So uh-huh. it's like a complete protein. Absolutely. That's cool. Yep. Really, really good really protein. I really know what that means. I just heard like someone say full chain of amino acids one time and I was like, ooh, that makes so me sound smart. The, yeah. Right. Um, and <laughs> all it's... All the chain. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Thanks. And it's... Um, they, these are really super delicious. Um, and, you know, again, we'll list the ingredients. I can't give you exact measurements of yeah. things. But like... Just explore the space. They and hold really together really well, you. too. That's what I love about them is they're like, it's not like these bitchy little cakes that we'll like sometimes we'll make. Them oh, no, like they're burly. Uh-huh. Well, and I have experimented mm. with breadcrumbs and without. These are currently without. They do have eggs, three eggs in them. But um, quinoa in and of itself, if you cook it properly, is kind of a little sticky. Yellow binder. Um, yeah. And so they really hold together. If do they you have guys... eggs in them? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three eggs. Say. Um, I literally just said that. Um, Oh, you did. I don't listen. (laughs) I'm on a podcast. It's for talking, not listening. Correct. Good thing we do interviews. Um, (laughs) (laughs) True. um, But these are just, you know, Mm. so a a part of the Mediterranean diet is um, a little less on the red meat front. And so, you know, we've been experimenting. We always eat a bunch of fish. Um, I love sardines. We cook a lot with those. We do a lot of salmon. Um, We do a a fair amount of chicken in this house. Um, But we also do red meat. We just have access to really amazing meats. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, we're just doing a little experimentation with kind of having a day where maybe we don't eat meat or mm-hmm. at least a couple meals. And I this is—I don't feel great when I eat beef. Like I feel okay. Mm. I like it, um, but I've been reacting more to like so bacon lately. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been having this like I feel super heavy, mm-hmm. weighted down. I also feel like a little bit like I'm having a heart attack. Like, mm. I feel like the bacon is going in like a serpent and like wrapping itself around my heart. Wow, I know, not that's great. Intense. I know it's been like six months that's been happening. Yeah, maybe, could, maybe don't eat bacon. If I eat it in a sandwich or something, it's fine. Uh. But then I eat it on its own, like when we cook it at the house. I don't know. And I just feel not good afterwards. Huh. And then beef, I don't know. It's actually okay. I mean, I had a steak last night and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a good thing to eat less of. I mean, there's definitely times when I'm like, fuck you, give me a steak. Oh, yeah. Um, or a burger or whatever. Yeah. Quinoa I mean, cakes ain't going to cut dude, it. Dude, and I, and I, yeah. And I just listened to a thing about like the Impossible Burger or, you know, those kind of... Um, Fake meats, yeah, imposter meats, and they um. So one of the things about the Impossible Burger is just the sodium content. Oh yeah, is unbelievable! It's like four hundred milligrams per serving. Well, it's all it's, like petri dish food, isn't it? Basically? Well, it's it's all nice ingredients that they then just process the shit out of. Oh, okay. Um. So it's like edamame and different things like that, but then they process them so it loses all nutrient value basically. Mm. And um, I don't know. I get the fact that it's. You know, then maybe it makes us eat less meat. Right. So there's less cows. So there's less water usage and all the mm-hmm. sustainability 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 <laughs> aspects of it. Gosh, I'm on it. Um, but I don't know. Just for me, it's like just eat less meat. Right. And when you eat meat, eat good meat. Like right. eat local meat. Eat meat that's raised humanely, sustainably, grass fed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But 
These are really good. They, they remind me of like a falafel kind of. Yeah, that's actually, that's pretty accurate. I um, love them. It's super good. Yeah, they're really nice. They're super satisfying. One of the things about a Mediterranean diet is there's some really good research on um, a Mediterranean diet before IVF. Oh. And better success with um, live births. Okay. And this was done, I believe this was done on women that aren't geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> but High risk, old ladies having babies. Exactly. Yeah. But nonetheless, a Mediterranean diet is sort of known to reduce inflammation in the body. Mm. And so... We don't know. We don't know if we're on the path to IVF. A lot of things totally. are sort of question marks right now. But no, we might be actually back. Well, we'll tell the full story, but like we might actually be back at um, just trying to have a baby. I know. Do after. you want to talk more about that? Sure. So, yeah. So we've been uh, working with a clinic here. Are we saying names of things? Maybe not. Um, so we've been working with a, a clinic here that's very nice and world-renowned and, and all the things. It's a fertility clinic. And um, so basically we were talking about doing IUI. So pro what we were probably going to do is like try out IUI, maybe do three of them or something. And if they didn't work out, then we were going to move towards IVF. Um, IUI being basically artificial insemination and costing somewhere between $500 and $1,000 a pop. And also with Karini, uh, before the IUI, having to take Clomid, which is a sisters. Hormone. Of yeah. you sisters that are listening that have taken Clomid before, um, yeah. can I get an amen on how disruptive that medicine is? <laughs> I literally took the lowest dose mm. for five days, which is pretty typical. <clears throat> so we were on the path this month to do an IUI. So I took the Clomid yeah. and I felt like a crazy person. Yeah. Um. I was... And I'm not saying that, that I'm agreeing. I didn't know this. Like, Corinne is... I th And I think you were doing it purposefully, but, like, <laughs> she's so aware, I think, of, like, you know, coming across as, like, you know, oh, man, I'm, like, the hormone crazy woman that all the dudes <laughs> Hormone monster! Oh, man, you know? But... And so I, like... And I don't... You know, I love you no matter what happens. But I didn't know that she was feeling... I knew that it had the potential to make you, like, make you feel nuts. <laughs> But when you were on it, you seemed so great or whatever. And then there was one day where you just started crying, I yeah, think. Yeah, oh, got, sure. And I was like, oh, shit, it is really affecting her. Yeah. And I felt so terribly. Yeah, I just felt like I couldn't uh, lasso in my emotions. You know, right. I, I can usually yeah. type the controls. and um, <laughs> uh, brand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But this was this was next level. Yeah. Um, not being able to get out of bed um mm. crying and then also just irritable beyond belief yeah um and so yeah so the did the round of clomid mm -hmm. and then had or i think it was after i did the clomid or during um yeah it was right after it was after you started it did the uh it's called the hsg test which i can't remember exactly what that stands for yeah i don't know either um but essentially what they do is they inject dye into into your uterus mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they can see both your uterus and your fallopian tubes yeah and see because, how things travel yeah because essentially they want to make sure that there's no uh blockage in the tubes right because if there is then they go right to ivf yep and, and, they um, and they insert the dye through your cervix. Yep. Just for an anatomy lesson here. I 
got to see Corinne's cervix for the first time ever. They had I a, haven't even seen my own cervix. I know, How hard was, was that? I was going to take a picture, but I don't know what Apple, where they're storing all these <laughs> pictures. And you don't really need a picture of your cervix on the uh, internet or the cloud or I don't know, whatever. Um, but the doctor was super cool. And so I got down there and there was like this, you know, the speculum. It was like a clear speculum that had like LED lights that was shining out of it. It was like a disco speculum. It was awesome. And then I got to see her ex- exact cervix and then where they, you know, how they were inserting it. It was it was amazing. Yeah. It was very cool. It was really wild. It didn't feel cool. No, um, I could imagine. <laughs> it was really crampy and weird. But, um, you know, they these... told me to take anti-inflammatories before and I was like, I, I don't know, fuck off. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But it, it felt really, it, it felt like a gnarly period, like, you know, right. super crampy. And, yeah. Um, but Just interesting. to put this out there in the middle of things, I feel so terribly about the fact that so much of this is falling on Corinne <laughs> because I'm kind of someone who like, Ooh, I don't know, like I don't mind getting procedures done. I don't mind, you know, all the different things. And like Corinne hasn't had that many procedures done. And unfortunately, all these things are falling like on her and it's so misweighted and I know it's not the case for every man woman partnership when they're trying to conceive um but it just so happens that our relationship it is falling a lot on you and I just I fucking hate it so whatever I just feel terribly because I'm like I'll do I'll do one of these things like (laughs) shove the camera up my ass or something and we can (laughs) well I appreciate that but it you know it's it's all been I feel like really productive. So yeah. one of the discoveries from this HSG is my tubes are cool. They're not blocked. So nope. yay. Um, but there was some abnormalities in my uterus, which the 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 doctor that was doing the HSG, she said, I think those are polyps. Mm-hmm. And um, we want you to go back to your doc at the fertility center and do an ultrasound and then also another he did another cervical procedure yeah he did um, he did it was kind of like putting in saline yeah um almost it was pretty similar but basically what it was instead of seeing the path of it it was to expand exactly um expand the ovary so that you could see uh or no uh the uterus yeah. to see exactly where because it's supposed to be kind of like a, if you look at it from a sagittal I don't know what the direction would be, but if you look at it, it's supposed to be kind of an oval. Right. And this looked like it had kind of on the left side, like a stalagmite on mm-hmm. the bottom and then a stalactite on the other side. So it kind of ended up looking like a little wiggly woo. Yeah. So hard to get through. Yeah. If it's a tunnel, kind of a partially blocked tunnel. Right. So the the net net is that I have three mm. polyps that are not tiny, but they're not huge. They're kind of moderately sized. Yeah, big for the space. Yeah. Yeah. And so and kind of um, described like a skin tag. Yeah. With those little pieces of flesh. Yeah. And they, they, you know, the docs were saying that, so those of you that have had polyps, um, you can have them on your vocal cords. You can have them in yeah. your colon. Um, I happen to have them in my uterus, unfortunately. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but they're not entirely sure why they develop. Um, sometimes women that are on many rounds of hormones develop polyps that's not me um and a lot of times with polyps you have symptoms so right you know irregular bleeding things like that which i don't have so um had we not had this testing i likely would have not known right um and 
the fat and these the way that the first doctor describes them is, is that it's basically like a natural IUD. Yeah. So it just yeah. creates an inhospitable environment enough in the uterus that there's it's harder for implantation. And then it's also harder once a, once there is an implantation for the baby to actually grow. Right. Um, and so it maybe could have been involved in the miscarriage. Sure. And probably was has been involved in the fact that we haven't been able to conceive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from a data point of view, great to know this and sure. amazing. And it's yeah. a, and so you're going to be having a procedure. Right. Yeah. So I, I um, you know, had to do the dance with our insurance company and sort of figure out, because for me, I don't want to do the procedure in a hospital. I want yeah. to do it in office. Some docs do. Some docs will only do it in the hospital. But when you're in the hospital, you have to be under general anesthesia. Mm. And then also it pushes the the time out, the timeline out because it's hospitals hard. are busy. Yeah. Um, and so I found a doc that my insurance co- is, she's in network with. And Mikey and I met with her two days ago and Holy shit. She's mm. lovely. Yeah. I mean, she's was, lovely. Yeah. Everybody that we've met with has been fine. Sure. Um, everyone that we've met with, literally everyone, yeah. <laughs> has has called me geriatric on some level. Yeah. And she is literally the first person in my healthcare team that has been like, you're not old. You're good. You're fine. Everything looks great. Hormones look good. You're good. You're fine. You're great. And delivered it with such honesty and authenticity. It's not like she was just yanking my chain. She was really so loving and sweet. She was great. Um, she was right around our age, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like a breath of fresh air. I mean, oh, my just... God. I want her to be my OB now. Like I'm, She's my OB. 30 minutes away, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. she was so incredible. No, she was great. So, essentially... God, we're talking so much about this, but no, the, I mean, it's whatever. The it's procedure thing. to remove the polyps, I'm yeah. going to get to do in office, yep. just a local anesthetic, mm-hmm. and then maybe something to make me a little yellow yeah, loopy. Yep. Um, and the procedure takes about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she sort of described it like, I thought it was just going to be, I don't know, sawed off or something. Yeah, or like scraped is kind of what I was off. thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, apparently what they do is they send in, she described them like little alligator teeth. Yeah. And they kind of chomp off the polyps. Yeah. So I made the joke that you're going to actually get eaten out. (laughs) (laughs) Pervert jokes. It's really good. Nailed it. It's really good. So yeah, yeah. three polyp removal set to happen. Yeah, right before um, Turkey Day, I think. Yeah, right before Thanksgiving because you have to do the procedure essentially after Pretty soon after a period when the uterine lining is nice and thin, mm. has just shed, yeah. so that they can, you know, they have kind of easy access. To so, extract the polyps. Yeah. This is also a good reminder on Thanksgiving, don't stuff your bird. Ooh. Yep. So think about pulling out the polyps, pull out the stuffing, cook the stuffing separately so that the bird tastes better and is the right temp. <laughs> That's a really good public service announcement. Yeah. I like how you did that there. Clear your cavity. <laughs> Is that your pro tip? Hashtag clear your cavity. Actually, it kind of is. <laughs> Ironically, it's a, it totally is my pro tip. I like it. Yeah. Tell me more. Do you want me to jump in? Yeah. All right. So my pro tip is overcook your chicken. Oh. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I mean by this. Yeah. Please. So when we roast chickens, um, we do it. So I do it spatchcock style. Have mm-hmm. I talked about that before on the show? Maybe I have. I yeah. feel like I kind of have. Maybe I've talked about this on the show before. 
Who cares? Um, <laughs> our hundreds of listeners are going to be very We're getting new listeners every day. Every so, fucking day. Yeah. Hi, Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> so we, I cut the spine. So what I'll do is I'll you know, get the back of the chicken, and then I'll cut down one side of the spine and open the chicken up, mm. and then I'll separate. I'll take the sternum out. So you mm. just the, the, in between the two breasts, there's one bone. Um, that you can pop out, and I think it's called the sternum on a chicken. I can't really remember. It is the sternum, uh, but sure, um, this sure. this bone right here. Yeah. And um, and then you lay the chicken flat, um, skin side down, sear it in a pan, cook it for. I cook it for like seventy percent of the time on the skin, uh, skin side down with a, a cast iron pan on top of it, so smashing mm, it down. So good. And then I'll take the cast iron pan off and then flip it so skin side up so the skin dries out. But um, what I've been doing lately is. Sometimes we pull the chicken out, you know, when it's kind of at 165 or it's at like the just done time. Or what I've been doing lately is just cooking it a little longer. Mm. Or we like take what we want to eat and then I'll put it back. I'll turn the oven off and just put the the carcass back mm-hmm. in. And it gets like, so I cook it in ghee or butter or whatever. And so it'll just get like kind of, it's not beef jerky-ish. It's like just before that, yeah. just the bits are. But like the interior of the, the breast and stuff is still pretty moist. But like a little bit of a dry chicken, salty dry chicken, it's so good. It's it like really you have good. an entire chicken made of chick- crispy skin. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's it that continues while it's in the fridge. Oh yeah, it's like so that fucking kind good of right crispiness because skin doesn't stay crispy no, you once have to it's eat in it the, the night fridge. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think all we're told about chicken is like I want a juicy chicken breast. Fucking do you? <laughs> a, like a really juicy chicken breast. Is kind of disgusting. It is. I'm. I'm it's with you. It's too moist. Yeah. No. Oh. I'm. I'm with you. It's like chicken yogurt. I don't. I don't know. I just chicken don't yogurt. want it. Mm-hmm. And the thigh, like a, th- you know, 165 is where you're supposed to cook poultry too. Yeah. But if you cook like a chicken, the whole chicken to 165, it's not really done in my mind. I mean, it's done from a health perspective. Right. But it is not cooked enough. So yeah. dry um, chicken, it's the shit. God, I'm with you, Sheath. Yeah. Yeah, and this this method of cooking, it sounds intimidating, but I've now done it yeah. a few times, and it's actually super easy, and it makes roasting a whole chicken so easy. And so much faster. So much faster. And the whole... Because um, yeah, I used to think like, oh man, I need a whole day to yeah. roast a chicken. Well, and the least, my least favorite thing about a, a chicken or a turkey is the sweaty back that it gets. Oh, yeah. When you have it, leave it whole, and you've got it sitting in the pan, or even sitting on top of vegetables. Yeah. The whole back backbone is just sweaty it's like a like he's been schwitzing Who likes a sweaty backbone. nobody likes a sweaty backbone no and so if you when you spatchcock it it opens the whole thing up so all the skin gets crispy and all the interior gets crispy too it's delicious yeah good call yeah so that's, that's can you do that with your thanksgiving turkey 100 percent, totally mm. it's harder to spatchcock a turkey just because they're huge they're huge yeah and fuck you if you can find a pan that big i mean it's like oh, it's that's gigantic because right, it's right, going right. to spread out but if you can do it like the i think the way that you, everybody should be cooking their turkeys is is by piece okay so cook the breasts separately than the legs the way my mom's actually been doing it is roasting the turkey breasts and then braising the legs oh delicious Ooh, and it's a great combo because the turkey breast cooks correctly and the, and the thighs and the legs are really wonderful when they're braised smart it's a smart way to go or you can just roast them in separate pans because they cook at different temperature or at different speeds. Yeah, sure. So breasts, I mean, especially if you're getting a non-organic bird, the breasts and the legs are kind of at different proportions. So mm. it's a nicer way to go. Mm. Yeah. 
good pro tip, Sheath. No problem. Turkey is a little bit different than chicken in that when you dry out turkey, it really does dry out because it's oh, a yeah, little yeah, leaner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So be yeah. a little careful about doing the drying out technique. Yeah. It's kind of, I think it's good to cook cook to 165 with a turkey, make sure the skin's crispy, and then just let it carry over cook up a little bit more. But chicken's a little bit more forgiving with the drying out stuff, so. Great. Should we leave? Why don't we, so go back to um, the alligator chomping yeah, office. alligator chomping is happening. What else happens around that office that we figured out? Yeah, so where we went to both do the dye test and meet with the woman that's going to chomp out my box, <laughs> that's going to chomp out my <laughs> chomp out my polyps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of my punk album from high school. Polyp chomp. Polyp chomp. <laughs> that is horrifying. Um I'm sorry, Caleb. I think he listens to this. Um. You know, Caleb, you're going to learn it somehow. So, And if we're going to be your brother and sister for the rest of your life, this is not the worst thing you're going to hear. God, it's so true. Not the worst um, thing you've heard. Yeah, you're welcome for the education. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so where we've done both of these things just happened to be in, oh, I don't know, a little bit of a fancy neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Which is 25 minutes or so from here. And it's kind of suburb. It's like fancy suburbs. Fancy suburbs. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. And so um, Mikey and I, on our drive back from the dye test, happened to notice a big sign that said Goodwill, which we've seen many times. Sure. But underneath, it said Boutique. And I, know, I was intrigued. And it looked. Fancy. Totally. Like for a Goodwill. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah, what is going on in a Goodwill boutique? Right. So um, we're going to give you a little bindle, a, 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 a dual bindle. Yeah, it's a co-bindle. It's a co-bindle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we walk into the store and start sort of, you know, leafing through everything. And essentially what boutique means is that there's like designer shit in there, sometimes still with the tags on, for like, Twenty dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I was like looking through the racks, and I was like, I was like, babe, there's like Prada shit over here, oh, and yeah. like Burberry coats, and yeah, Coach Pendleton, and yeah, and like which Mark I don't Jacobs really give a fuck about a lot of that stuff. No, but it's also like I don't give a fuck about it because it's like a thousand bucks for a coat, and I'm right. just like not going to do that. No, but if it's one hundred dollars for that same coat, right? Okay, yeah. Um, their denim section was unbelievable, like yeah. mother jeans for $17. and Which are hundreds or something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got, what's the name of that company that I bought the sweater from? Anyways, I got this like hipster little cardigan oh, sweater. Oh, so cute. I, cannot, I can't remember the name of the company, but um, it's a French company. It's like a $300 <clears throat> sweater. Yeah, and I was watching Ballers the other day on HBO, and there was like three of like the like dope football players or whatever are whipping this sweater, and I got it for like $60, and it was like $380. So good. Yeah. We've obviously befriended um, most of the staff there because we went in again. That's how we roll. Um, when we did the consult with our um, with the woman, uh, with the doctor that's going to do the surgery. But yeah. um, wow, bindle, bindle your clothing at yeah. a Goodwill boutique in a fancy ass neighborhood. I know. Seriously, it's. <laughs> I mean, I was like, and I'm. I love, I used to love thrifting. I used to love thrift store shopping, but I don't like the idea of having kind of um, smelly clothes that someone's already worn. <laughs> I don't really care about the fact that someone's maybe already worn it, but like Goodwill has a stank to it. 
yeah. generally, or the Ark, or like any kind of thrift store, and it's just kind of that musty smell. Yeah, that's you got to give I, it a good wash. Oh, a lot of washes. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I don't love about it. But this store was like very nice, oh, and yeah. everything is either like new or close to new, and it's all been dry cleaned, maybe. Totally. And so, yeah. Anyways, well, that's the other thing is that the care for the clothing right. is so clear. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's all these, things are beautiful. Yeah, it's Richies who like pay to dry clean stuff. Definitely. Like we, so we dry cleaned. We have this comforter on our guest bed that um it's dry clean only and i'm like what like okay so we took it to get it dry cleaned it was like 70 dollars to get it dry cleaned yeah it was unbelievable i'm like i think we bought it for 120 bucks maybe or whatever (laughs) so it's like dry cleaning and what are you guys i mean i don't know what is this i think they just dry dry cleaning i think they actually just do it in like a washer and dryer and then just like (laughs) hang it outside for a little while and i'm like oh yeah yeah, it was dry cleaned but um, yeah, so that place is cool. I don't know if they have Goodwill boutiques like across the country. I know this is all and this is new to me. That being said, we also we have one on Hawthorne right near us in mm-hmm. our neighborhood. And Hawthorne is kind of the like if you don't live in Portland, it's like the mm, how would you describe it? Like head shops and jewelry stores and mm-hmm. venues, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like mm, gritty hipster yep. street or whatever. Yep. And so it's not like. There's a fair amount of homeless people and there's a fair amount of kind of like things going on there. Um, so they have a, one of these boutiques there and it is not as nice. No, like no, no. no. Find, not, find the fancy neighborhood. Yeah, go to the fanciest neighborhood that has a, a Goodwill boutique in yeah. it because that's where all the, the rich people are dropping off their stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. It was awesome. It really was. Yeah. Um, I know. What else is going on with us? I mean, we're here. Let's see where our time was. Well, I have not delivered a pro tip. I have a really simple one today. No, let's do that. We're great. Um, One thing that I have been doing nightly, and this is both both a bindle and a pro. Yes, of course. Obviously. Yahweh, can you hear me? Praying for the baby. Yep. Um, no, I've been using this, you know, hot, I call it a hot water bottle. People mm. have called it other things, but essentially it's a bladder where you fill that you fill with hot water. Um, and I have been using it nightly, both on my low back and on my lower abdomen. And I've been sleeping so mm. soundly and pooping really well yeah and just like my (laughs) my um hands are not so chill like feel my hands right now oh yeah yeah um so you know in chinese medicine the the you know warmth is really and this is this is um western medicine too Mm. warmth is really the thing that um helps to vasodilate sort of like open up the blood vessels and get a bunch of blood to the area so that's why when you put like ice on something it called vasoconstrict so it constricts the blood vessel so it temporarily might take away some of the pain but it also takes away the the blood flow Mm. that you need to heal that area and so um yeah so i've just been thinking like okay i'm really calling something into my uterus I really want to have a baby and so I I want as much blood flow there as possible yeah and what's something you know super inexpensive and easy that I can do for myself and this has been just so incredible and then doing it on your low back if you think about where the kidneys are located you're really giving the the kidneys a nice kind of warm loving bath as well um, I've been occasionally taking the hot water bottle from her after she uses it. And um, yeah, it's awesome. It feels great, yeah, It's like right? sleeping with E.T. or something. I don't know how E.T. <laughs> had that 
that glowing orb in his yes. stomach or whatever. Well, and this bladder yeah. I got for free when I did my uh, holistic health nutrition oh, yeah. training. Yeah. They gave us I, I, they gave <clears throat> us so much random shit, but that was one of the the things that we received. When I love it, it looks like it, it's like straight out of a cartoon. You know? It's oh my like god! The, well, it looks like it's from the '60s. Oh yeah, uh, which it when probably like, is. Tom and Jerry would like you know Tom would get banged on the head <laughs> yes. or whatever. And he would like, be there with like a bandage around his head. Like, That's wah, exactly wah, right. Wah, wah. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So warm the uterus, warm the kidneys. Yeah. Um, and this is true, like for men too. You don't have to have a uterus. We, you know, in Chinese medicine, the, the don't sort heat of your balls though. Don't heat your balls. Cool the balls. Well, you guys don't have anything to do with conception, so heat no. your balls all you want. Yeah, you can do whatever. You can have kids till ninety, bro. Woo! All right. Um, insert guitar noise here. <laughs> there you go. Um, but the the area sort of below your belly button is called your dantian, and this is this is like your life center, your power fupa. center. There, it's also the home of your fupa. Yeah, yeah. fat upper penis area. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, so keeping that area warm is really. Um, important and <laughs> sorry, that's so stupid. Fupa upper penis area. Yeah, I was like it thinking about stupid. that. That's funny. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Marnie. All right, we've derailed. Okay. Um. Oh, you want to do your um? Oh yeah, one last thing. Yeah. So every week we've been kind of been no. Um. Every <laughs> week we've been bouncing back and forth with I do fuck you the South or like whatever. Just why Florida is blowing our brains out of our country's head <laughs> collective head um but i do the negative things and rinny's generally been doing the positive things like uh, states or areas that are uh, supporting women's health yes and um she has a good one today and one of those states unsurprisingly is california what? um and i just wanted to to kind of briefly tell you guys about the calif it's called the california maternal quality care collaborative this is not wow. something new i know it's F such quadruple a C mouthful CMQCC. Oh, okay. Um, so they're really, basically what they say on their website is they're committed uh, to ending preventable morbidity, mortality, and racial disparities in California maternity care. Hmm. Um, so the we have a an abysmal maternal morbidity rate for a developed country. Oh, it's yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Um, I know. I remember hearing, what is it? Um, well, so they're giving, yeah, they're giving statistics per 100,000 live births and we have been on the rise since 2002 Hmm. and this, these stats are only through 2013. Okay. And so this, um, Why why is that? Well, that's what that's what this organization is really researching. Yeah. So, um, because it seems like it's it's poor um, access to quality care, right? Yeah, right, sure. especially well, in obviously. yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a there's there really is a correlation between getting good, um, not only abortion care but mm, birth yeah. control services no, and yeah, things things like that, and having then good maternal outcomes because when women can choose when they want to be pregnant, then likely the care is going to be better. There are still barriers, obviously, right? If you live in a super, super rural area or places where there aren't OBGYNs. um, When I just, I think about like, it's, I always make the joke about like, you know, 
a lot of the, you know, the Christian right and different people, they want to protect the baby until they're out and then they're fair yeah. game. They want to imprison them. They want to execute them. They want right. to, you know, all the things. Right. Um, but it's also like, I think our country puts this like, think about end of life stuff. Like they put so much like ex- life extension. How much can we like keep someone alive? Like no matter what their quality mm-hmm. of life is, even if they're in a fucking vegetative state or whatever, like mm-hmm. we want to just keep them alive or, um, and it's just interesting that it, that doesn't happen in the you're pregnant world. Right. Like, hey, we want to protect you at all costs. Mm, right. Maybe not. Right. Not if it means giving you access to good health care or abortion services. Or Well, and the interesting thing, we'll link the, the website, but um, California's maternal um, mortality rate is, so the maternal deaths per 100,000 live births, mm. California's rate since 2000 about 2006 or 7 when this um when CMQCC was developed has fallen it's the only state where this is the case mm. every other state the united wow. states rate so it's just the united states rate in general right yeah. so that just means the um kind of collective so there might be other states where it's dropped and risen and mm. but um but the the United States rate is 22 in 2013 and California is down to 7.3. So basically California's maternal mortality rate declined more than 55% from 2006 to 2013. Wow. Okay. Which is, that's seven years. That's incredible. Yeah, that's insane. You never see changes like that that quickly no it's hmm. unbelievable okay um 120,000 early births were prevented from 2009 to 2014 with an increase of eight percent of births making it to full term and so this was this state funding that correct okay. yeah. yeah and so there's um it was founded at stanford university school of medicine together with the state of california okay. in response to rising maternal uh mortality and morbidity rates mm. so since its inception yeah, maternal mortality declined by 55% from 2006 to 2013. But abstinence-only education is the better option. It's the only way, people. Tell kids not to do things that feel good. That's right. And restrict abortion and restrict women's access to good quality health care. And you just always have good outcomes. You make that baby, you have to carry it to term. That's right. Okay. We're joking. It felt really weird to try that on, actually. Oh, I didn't like it. Um, yeah, so good on you, California. We are celebrating yeah. you. We're dancing for you. We're stepping for you. And we're clapping for you. We're right above you, too. We're on top of you, California. Ooh, we know mm. it. Okay. Yeah, Oregon. Tighten up. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> this was really fun. Yes, it was really fun. Thank you all for listening. We'd love it. While you're listening right now, you know you got your phone on you. You do. So um, go ahead and hop into iTunes. And if you like us, give us a five-star review. Okay. Yeah, we'd love that. And write a little blurb if you want. You can write anything Oh, totally write a blurb. You can say Mike's voice is sexually attractive. Mm, Everyone's thinking it. Why not write it? Silky smooth, baby. <laughs> and um, holler at us at let's eat at Mikey and Rin stay in dot com. Yep. If you would like to be on the show, if you have any thoughts, if you would like to hear us talk about something or research something. Yeah. I'm a fucking nerd. I love research. Oh, yeah. You have Lay a uh, podcast that you want to have us on, which actually I got to tell you about that. We got I got invited on a podcast. <gasps> Maybe we'll go on. I don't know. Exciting. I know. Um, 
But uh, yeah, if you have a podcast, great. If you want us to come and speak at your PTA meeting, great. Mm. If you want us to uh, come. College graduation? Yeah, college graduation. I would love to do that. <laughs> I have a couple thoughts. I'm like for, you know, where you're going in the future. The Oh, the places you'll go. Ooh, good. Yeah, you should just read that book. No. Mm. Um, I don't believe in Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I know he existed, but well, I'm just kidding. I love him. Um, yeah, we'll bot mitzvah. We're down for anything. Mm. So, um, Yeah. We love you. We love you so much. Thank Mercy you for fam. lending your ears. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. And um, we're going to have some interviews coming up here. Um, yeah, but we're just uh, keeping on chugging. And yeah, we're going to have some big updates here in a little bit, I think. Yeah. Things are coming along. I can feel it. Yeah, we'll let you know how the polyp chomping goes. Totally. And obviously for you guys on the video, say hi to Avi. Hi, Avi. Avi's in her little bed behind us as always. Oh, wagging her little tail. Oh, she's wagging her tail. So cute. Yeah, we got this unexplained infertility thing, Mike Sheath. I know. We got it. We really do. High five. Blood out. <laughs> okay, you guys. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight. Ooh. Oh, we're gonna stay, stay in. In. All right. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh, gross. <laughs>